Hey guys, this is Ariana, and welcome to All Things Good, a discussion-based podcast where we have important conversations about critical topics. This podcast is for any human who is trying to make their internal and external worlds a better place to live. Are you taking responsibility in how you behave as a consumer? It is so easy to become disconnected from the impacts we create by the choices we select. Listen to this episode to increase your awareness and how you can make real-life changes to consume more responsibly. I hope you enjoy. Are you, my friend, consuming responsibly? We live in a consumerism-driven, capitalistic society. Therefore, consuming is quite inevitable. But the big question is, are you consuming responsibly? According to San Francisco's Environment Department website, consumer responsibility is defined as taking personal responsibility for the environmental costs and consequences of what you purchase and use. I like this definition, and I feel pretty comfortable using it. However, I would also include taking personal responsibility for appropriate disposal methods in regards to the environment and prevention of continued mass production. I have recently become much more aware of the devastating effects our trained and normalized consumer habits have caused for our beautiful planet and the individuals living on it. Many of my personal habits, I didn't even realize the profound impact they were creating globally, especially my shopping habits, which would include occasional mini hauls from my once two favorite brands, Forever 21 and Shein. Great prices, great style. Little did I know that with these great finds also came resource depletion, environmental pollution, unfair and unethical working conditions, and a major contributor towards the climate crises. An interesting fact that I found from Earth.org is that the fast fashion industry emitted 10% of all global greenhouse gas emissions in 2021 releasing 1.2 billion tons of carbon dioxide. That is more than the shipping and aviation industry combined. Most of this environmental damage has been caused by big corporations, and although we don't have control over the decisions that they make, we are in control of the decisions that we can make. I am going to share with you some ways that I have personally made adjustments in my consumer practices to help become the most responsible consumer that I can be. The first step in which our responsibility comes in as consumers is when considering how we will acquire our goods. Don't chase, attract. Okay. I know this may sound a little too hippy-dippy for some people, but I swear, just try it. Say you're in the market for a new pair of shoes or a new blender. Put it out there in the universe. 
write it down or speak it into existence and see what happens. I cannot tell you how many times I end up stumbling upon that item I've been looking for for free on the corner of the street or someone I know is about to get rid of that said item. Once you put your request out into the universe for that special item, follow up with a stop to your local thrift store or consignment shop. Also, keep an eye out for yard sales and estate sales, especially if it's a holiday weekend. People can think whatever they want to about these secondhand sales, but the truth is, this is where the higher quality products are for a much better price. Because they were manufactured in a time when companies used to build products that were meant to last. And a nice little added bonus is that these items have already gotten some good lovin'. And now it's just time to be shared with you. Simultaneous to your secondhand search, consider browsing Etsy or another community art space in which you are able to support an artist by buying their handcrafted one-of-a-kind pieces, fueling their local economy, and expanding the market for artisanal lines of work. If you still have not found what you are looking for, head over to the clearance section of any store as this is quite literally the surplus merchandise that is now being sold for a fraction of the retail price. Some high-end department stores even have separate entities dedicated to clearing these inventories, like Nordstrom Rack or Macy's Backstage. To be noted, I am not affiliated nor endorsed by Macy's Backstage, but I will say one time I got two purses three nail polishes, a pair of yoga blocks, a business top, a guest sweatshirt, and a formal duster cardigan, all for less than $100. When the duster cardigan alone was valued at about $140. When choosing which items to buy, limit single-use products. From single-use plastic containers to disposable electronic vaporizer pens, we are surrounded by choices that satisfy instant gratification of our needs. Try to purchase items that utilize more sustainable materials like glass, paper, or ceramics, and opt for reusable or rechargeable items whenever possible. Once you've acquired your item, it's time to take great care of it. Pay attention to the handling, operating, and cleaning instructions for all of your possessions. Although these sets of directions can seem annoying, inconvenient, or unnecessary, they are often put into place to prolong the life of the product and to maximize its efficiency. Repair instead of replace whenever possible. Although it would technically be a heck of a lot easier to throw away an item and have a replacement ordered through Amazon in less than a minute knowing it will be delivered to your door as early as tomorrow morning, before clicking proceed to checkout, consider, is this something a tube of crazy glue or some needle and thread can fix? If not those, how about your local tailor, shoe repair shop, or electronics store? I bought a pair of high-waisted denim shorts from Zara last summer for $36. They held up pretty well from heavy use until the zipper broke when I pulled them out to start wearing them again this spring. 
I thought I was going to have to call it quits on these sweet denim shorts. But before I made the final decision to toss them, I brought them to the tailor. They quoted me $26 for the repair. It was a bit too pricey for me, so I went to my local Spanish-owned shop and they charged me $12. For $12, I was able to upgrade my fast fashion find to a better-than-new product. I have also repaired several of my shoes before by either having the sole replaced completely or having taps put on for a few bucks. Toe taps and heel taps are great because they extend the life of your shoe by placing a small piece of metal or hard plastic on an area that gets worn away quickly, often the front tip of your shoe or on either side of the heel. What do we do when we no longer want or need these items? Share them. (laughs) I use this word because I find that when I decide I'm going to donate something, it can end up staying in the trunk of my car or in a pile of stuff for months on end. Share them with a friend. Can you think of someone who might want whatever it is you're giving away? Ask them if they want it. Don't worry about this if it sounds weird or whatever limiting beliefs may pop up. Your friend is probably going to be very grateful you offered, and worst case scenario, they will explain they just don't have a need for it. You can also try sharing with your community. If you live in an urban or a suburban environment, put it on your stoop or sidewalk. And if you live in a more rural area, bring these items to your local park or strip mall and place it out with a small sign that says, for free. You can always bring these items to your local donation centers like Salvation Army, Goodwill, or a local church. These are great options, but sadly, a lot of what these big donation centers receive goes into the landfill anyways due to strict receiving guidelines and excess inventory. Although I can't necessarily condone this behavior and don't say you got it for me, but I've heard some pretty crazy stories where some friends of mine have gone dumpster diving outside of these places and they get some sick fines. I always try to go directly to the source. Check if your community has any immigration centers or domestic violence groups because these populations in particular are always looking for clothes and other product donations. If your item is not shareable, per se, reuse and recycle whenever possible. Donate fabrics and old clothing materials to sewing clubs and art departments that may be located at schools, churches, and community resource centers. Items made from glass, metal, paper, and plastic are usually recyclable, and you can check the packaging to verify this. The item may require to be disassembled in order to recycle it, but often at least part of the item can be recycled. Create a homeowner disposal area. This is a space in your home where you can collect hazardous materials safely. Make sure you are disposing of your batteries properly. Single-use alkaline batteries, often known as everyday batteries like AA, AAA, C, or D batteries, are no longer made with heavy metals, so they say. So, technically, they are considered safe to throw away in your local trash. However, rechargeable and lithium-ion batteries, often found in cell phones, laptops, cameras, 
power tools, and electronic bikes and scooters are not. The same goes for button cell and coin batteries, often found in watches and hearing aids, as well as automotive and car batteries. These all require special disposal techniques that can be found by searching your local city or county's sanitation department for proper discarding methods. You can also visit call2recycle.org, that two being the number two, for a quick and easy way to access this information. Throwing away the rest of your leftovers or food that is no longer good? Try to get those nutrients back into the earth. Depending upon the day or what I have access to, this may look like discarding my expired yogurt down the toilet, or it may look like discarding my lemon peels through the garbage disposal in my sink, or tossing my banana peel from breakfast that I had wrapped in a napkin into a bush on my walk home from work. The most ideal thing we can do with these food remainders, though, would be to compost. (laughs) Most food items are compostable, and many cities and communities have started composting programs. I grew up in upstate New York, and I've been in quotation marks composting my whole life. We had a designated space in the woods behind our house where we would place spoiled food, fruit and vegetable scraps, as well as bones and shells. Although we were not constructive with our composting process, we did ultimately create soil that is rich in nutrients. We were able to give back to Mother Earth, which is a sentiment I still hold on to tightly today. Being a consumer is such a large part of our existence, and the task of doing it responsibly can appear quite complicated and arduous at first. But... By being conscious of the impacts we create and making small adjustments to our practices, we are able to radically help make our world a better place to live. Thank you so much for listening to this episode, and I hope I was able to open your mind to new ways of consuming that are responsible for your well-being, as well as planet Earth and all the other beings on it. As a reminder, please always consult with your local sanitation departments and check call2recycle.org to verify appropriate disposal methods of specific items. Please click the follow button for all things good podcasts wherever you are listening. I am praying that that item you've been looking for will show up into your life promptly, with ease, and for free. (laughs) I'll catch you next time. Bye.